Hey guys, it's RJ and Angie, and this is the Rich by Intention podcast. Hey babe, what's going on? Nothing much. I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited for our second episode in our Marriage and Money series. We created this series to inspire couples, whether dating or married, that it's possible to get control of your finances through teamwork. And today we have another amazing couple, Jade and Sam. Jade and Sam are the founders of one of the leading talent agencies in the cruise industry and the founders of More Feast, Less Famine, an online platform dedicated to helping people get out of debt and live a financially healthy lifestyle. In this episode, we discuss how Jade and Sam got themselves out of $460,000 of debt. Wait, wait, wait. $460,000 worth of debt? Yes. What? Yes. Jade and Sam share many practical tips about how they got on the same page about money to pay off their debt and on a path to financial freedom. We hope this episode inspires you on your journey. As always, thank you for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and be sure to get our free cheat sheet to get on the same page about money at richbyintention.com or hit the link in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, so we have Jade and Sam on the podcast today. Jade and Sam, we're so excited to have you guys on, you know, just talk about how you guys paid off $460,000 of debt. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Absolutely. $460,000 of debt paid off. Oh, I can't even picture yeah, that. Right? Like it's, it's, I, I can't <laughs> even imagine. Right. So, so no, yeah. we're definitely going to dig into that. We want to hear your story, how you guys conquered that together. But before we end, can you just introduce yourselves to our listeners and tell them a little bit about yourself? Well, yeah. I'm Jade. My husband, Sam. The biggest thing to know about us is, you know, we met in college and it was just a quick whirlwind romance. Right, Sam? Yep. We met and (laughs) six months later we were engaged and um, got married a year after that. Yeah. And uh, at the time we weren't talking about money at all. I mean, it was purely just like, I love you. You love me. We get married. No talk of money, no talk of finances, no talk of careers, really. (laughs) So we were really just like that portrait of just like young and in love for sure. (laughs) And we got married like a week after graduation and, you know, just kicked it off from there. We were living in Nashville, Tennessee at the time. We were both musicians. So we were trying to get our careers and whatnot off the ground Sam had more of an idea of what he wanted to do. I, I sure I still was unsure about what I wanted to do career-wise. So I was kind of floundering a little bit. And Sam, why don't you pick it up? Pick up the whole the whole story. <laughs> how, yeah. how we got how we got here. Yeah. So yeah, we were living in Nashville <laughs> at the time. I had been doing studio work in Nashville, and that was going well, really well, actually. But yeah. personal finance, nobody. Nobody ever teaches you that. So everything that was being made was spent. I mean, we were just talking about this the other day, Sam, how well you were actually doing. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even realize it at the time because yeah, I was, there I was, was just 20, no thought towards it. 21, 22. And sometimes I would get checks in the mail for $10,000, $12,000 and just, just go spend it all. I don't even know what we spent it on. I don't, even, I don't even know what we were stupid. spending it on. <laughs> but the majority of that debt, which I had at the time, but I, I didn't really understand it. Majority of that 460 was student loans. And so, yeah, yeah, it's not like we were just out here buying clothes and credit cards and, and it was college. So anyways, we left Nashville, 
we started working in the cruise ship industry in the entertainment side of things. We've been doing that for 15 years now. Mm. And uh, we've always worked together. We own a business now that actually resources the cruise ship industry with entertainment. So that's our career is in entertainment. But now we we primarily we own an agency, and that's what we do. We also perform a lot, but um, the main thing is the agency. Wow! No, that's pretty cool, right? So you guys find the talent for cruise ships. Mind sharing like which line you is it for all of them? Sure. Yeah, it's just we yeah. on personal. <laughs> we work with all the major, we work with all the major lines. So right straight away, like once Sam and I got married, I, we both got jobs and we started working for Royal Caribbean. I was a singer in their review cast and my husband was a musician. So that's kind of how we got started in the cruise industry. And then from there, we moved into headline entertaining. So my husband and I put together our own show and we started performing literally all around the world on cruise lines but it was cool because we got to headline it. And then from there, that kind of gave us a lot of exposure and a lot of relationships. And that's when we started our agency, because when you start headlining, you work with all the lines, anybody who will basically hire you. So we, at that time we had worked, gosh, for basically every major line. So I can say Royal Caribbean, Princess, Celebrity, princess. Celebrity all of them. Carnival, yeah. Region, awesome. Oceana, NCL. And so yeah. now we work with all those companies, but on the shore side end of things providing them. So if you go out on a ship and you see a band or a piano bar guy or someone in the cast, you can, ask them that, you can ask them yeah, if they, that they're we with Porsche Entertainment. Yeah. I love that. That's, oh, that's so awesome. cool. So are yeah, you both singers? Are you both singers? Like, did you start out singing or? No, I'm a singer. My husband is a musician. He plays piano and bass. So nice. bass guitar. So yeah, I don't sing that. at all. I love it. Well, <laughs> you know, I'll, I guess I'll save that question because I'm curious about this whole business thing and how that's working out. So we'll we'll, we'll have to dive into that. But, yeah. you know, yeah. how long how long have you guys been married now? This is going on year 14. <laughs> nice. Yeah, 14. Nice. Go, we'll be 14, 14 going on May. 15. No, it'll be yeah. 15 in May. 15 in May. Yes, Sam, you are correct about that. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Sam. You go, Sam. Right? So, I, keep so track, you, I keep track of my dates. Nice. nice. I'm not going to argue it. <laughs> well, you got the prize, Sam. So it's good that you, uh, you're keeping tabs. So, uh, <laughs> so, so you guys met in college. I would assume you guys both, you guys didn't have any money. No, <laughs> you know, both broke, you know, like most college students are. So I was working at the mall. <laughs> So like, what was it about, I'll start with you, Sam. What was it about Jade that made you say, Hey, I got to get, I got to marry this woman. Cause you said it was a whirlwind romance. So, so we'll start with you, Sam. Well, I was living in Nashville and actually I had just moved into a brand new townhome. And I had thought to myself, I had just moved in. And I was like, man, you know, I'm a musician. I'm going to be single till like I'm my mid forties for sure. Because of the, the lifestyle I want to lead. And I was like, you know, living this life. And then three weeks later, I met Jade in class. And just one of those things, I was like, oh, You crap. said you called your mom. You said you called your mom that day. Maybe. I don't. I don't. Rem- I don't. Maybe. I probably did. But you um, told me you told me you called your mom that day. You were like, oh, I met this girl. And she was yeah. like, I thought you were going to be single. And you were like, I don't know. I met this girl. Well, that's what, you, maybe that was part of the wooing, but that's what well, you <laughs> marrying, marrying came, to, you know, a few months later. Cause the first couple of times I tried to hang out with Jade, she stood me up. Let's just be oh. honest. So that is a fact. And she had just broken up with this other dude who was kind of a loser. And, and, um, well, we don't need to 
you just say that <laughs> for that person out there if you're listening my bad <laughs> and so you know I, yeah. so i was there you know and i um i mean i really like jade i don't know it was just one of those things that we just it's hard clicked. to explain yeah we just clicked it she didn't even realize what was happening. We were spending no. every single day together and she didn't even think we were dating. I'm like, we've spent every day together for three months. How are we not like that every day, all day? And that it's true. And honestly, since the beginning, we have been together all day, every day for the most part for 15 years. I mean, we worked together. True. We were on ships together traveling. And when you're on a ship, there's nowhere to go. I mean, you go into port, whatever, but it's not like, I don't know, you get mad at each other or something. You can, drive off. You just, you're, you know, you're in this vicinity. We've always done everything together. Always. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes I wonder we, our kids are going to be like, dang, our parents were always together. They're always at (laughs) home. Yeah. We work from home too. So it's kind of like, this is just, it's a package deal. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, so so y'all were together before pandemic. Yeah. Like a lot of couples. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Pandemic was just, was normal. Oh, yeah. yeah. We didn't no. have to really well. adjust on that at all. <laughs> so, no. so, so yeah. Sam, we got your, your version of the story. So Jade, let, what was it about Sam that made you say, you know what, let me not stand him up anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a good question. That's a good question. It, it, it is funny. Cause like he said, <laughs> it was like, when I look back on it now, I'm like, okay, I guess we were dating. But in the moment I really just saw it as this is just my friend. Like I really thought we were friends. I didn't, like he said, I did come out of a relationship, so I wasn't looking for anything. And, um, initially (laughs) this is kind of part of the story. Initially he did kind of, kind of get on my nerves. And so I was like, this guy, like what? I couldn't figure it out. And then we ended up taking a small road trip together. And when we took that road trip together, I was like, okay, I actually like this guy. Like, but again, I was thinking more like friends. And, uh, but he was very easy to hang out with, very easy to talk to. And so, like he said, we ended up spending like every single day together and it was around this time of year actually. And, uh, so I invited him to my parents' family's house for Thanksgiving because his family lived in Florida. And I was like, okay, I was like, you're going to spend the holiday alone. Like, that's not right. So come to my house for Thanksgiving. And that was really kind of when it was like, okay, I think I might be dating this guy or maybe there's something there. I didn't really know. And I wasn't trying to know, like, I really wasn't trying to figure it out. I just went along for the ride. And I remember at one point he did say to me, he was like, Jade, he told me he liked me. He was like, what would you think of one day I proposed? And man, when he said that to me, I was like, I kind of offended me. Cause I was like, can we just like chill? Like, can we just be cool or whatever? And when he said that, I was like, I don't know. I was like, you'll just have to put yourself I think the answer was, uh, we'll see. Yeah. I said, we'll see. I said, we'll see, you know, a lot. lot. I did say that a lot. You're right. And the day came and I said, if you do come, you need to come correct. And the day came and he came correct. And I was like, it honestly, I had not been thinking about it. And it just, in the moment he was like, will you marry me? And I was like, absolutely. Like no, it was like no brainer at that point. So I think there was something at least in, in our situation to be said for just not stressing it out, not overthinking it, just enjoying a really great friendship. And then when it takes that turn, just taking the turn with it. And the rest is history. You know, my husband always says, or, or we heard this somewhere that, you know, being married is like 
Going, being married is like going to your best friend's house, but never having to leave. And yes. so, mm-hmm. yes. And so like, you know, for all the couples listening or not couples, anyone listening, really, you know, we always say that, you know, when you're, when you're looking to marry someone, it's so important to make sure you have that friendship, right? Yep. Yes. Because, and I'm sure, as you know, being married 14 years, we're only four years in the game. <laughs> so four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half years. But, you know, like as you get married, you got, as you have children, you know, things change. Right. And it's so important yeah. to have that base of friendship with your partner. Yes. Dude, like, I'll be honest, like this this past week we were tag teaming with our daughter because she was sick. And mm-hmm. she just had a lot going on. And it was us just tag teaming and laughing at some things because mm-hmm. it was just like, that's all we could do in the moment. Yep. Yes. So it's just important to make sure you have that basis of friendship. And I love that you guys were friends and, you know, that fell in love. Yes. Oh, most definitely. I mean, we were married 10 years before we had kids even. So it was just a lot of time getting to know each other, enjoying each other's company. We got to, like I said before, we traveled so much when we were married. I think, I don't think you can name a country that we haven't been to, but it was just a time to really get to just, I don't know, set that foundation. And now that we have kids, it's kind of like, okay, cool. I don't have to worry about, I, I don't really know how to put it, but it's almost like, I don't have to worry about Sam and I, I can, we can really just focus on if the kids are having an issue, if there's a parenting thing that we need to figure out. And I only know our marriage. I've not been in anybody else's, but it just, for us, I think that was what we needed to get, you know, to, to feel comfortable having kids. Cause when it first started out, I didn't want to have kids and I don't think Sam did either. I was going to say, we knew, okay, we're going to be musicians. And that does come with a lot of fun stuff that you might think of, but it also comes with a lot of sacrifice. You know, travel is awesome until mm-hmm. you actually get to the airport. And then you're like, oh, wait, this is like everybody else being, Not you know, and you, you're, you're on a plane. Gosh, you know, some years, 40 weeks a year going, going, going. That yeah. that comes with definite sacrifice. And you don't see kids uh, in that picture. <laughs> you don't see you can't see kids in that picture. But but like Jade said, I wouldn't trade. We had 10 years on the front end and just us and we got to do stuff that I never dreamed you I would do in this life. So, you know, I wouldn't trade that, but, but I also know, Hey, when these kids are grown and gone, Jay and I, we know how to hang out. We did it for yeah, a decade we'll before right. you guys showed up. So when you leave, we'll just pick up where I we left it. off. Yeah, I love it guys. No, that's awesome. That's beautiful. Beautiful story guys. How many kids do you have by the way? We have two. Our son is going to be four in April and our daughter is going to be two in April. Sorry, you might actually hear him. He's supposed to be taking a nap. We're working on that. But yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, this is the thick of it. Bro, this Man. is a process over here. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, we have a two-year-old too, so we know. Oh, we know. Yes. The two-year-old, I'll be honest, I love that phase. They're still, it's like they can get into trouble, but it's not like too, too much. When they get to this age, the four, the three and four, that is when I get stumped. Like, I honestly get baffled sometimes. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. What do of, I, what do I do? <laughs> Wow. Well, Emotional roller I guess coaster. We, we have a lot to look forward to, I guess. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. two, two, is, two is taking us for a, a I can't week. wait to three. I know. We can't oh. wait till three because two is like, whoo, <laughs> a lot right now. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but no, we want to get into it, guys. Like, I love your story. And I'm just, you know, as we're talking about the foundation that you guys built, it sounds like it, you know, you, you guys have built 
you guys spent time, so much time together and built your foundation that led you to pay off this $460,000 of debt. So you said already, Sam, that it was mostly student loan debt, but like overall, like what was your strategy to like get around all of this? You know, you guys are musicians, right? Oftentimes it's like, and I'm, I'm sure for musicians who are listening, it's like, oh, you have to find your next gig. You got to find work. You know, it's not as straightforward as, you know, a corporate job. So definitely want to hear your strategy about how you guys were able to, to get on top of this. I mean, I would just say that for us in the beginning, once we realized that debt, you know, we were traveling and most of our time was spent on board. And so we did not own a place of residence at first we did. And the first, our first thing was like, okay, Sam had that townhouse. We sold it. It was in 2008. So, you know, the market was terrible. So we were lucky to just break even. So we were able to clear a quick, like 120 out fast. We didn't make any money, just got rid of it. And then from there, we were mostly at sea and mostly cruising. And so we would just stack up as much money as we could. And we weren't making a lot of money, but at least we didn't have a lot of expenses that you might have at home, like gas and electric and things like that. So what we were making, I think I was making like $3,000 a month and Sam was making a little less than that. So we weren't making a ton and we were just trying to be smart and knock out as much as we could. To be honest with you, it didn't really start taking off for us until we started our business and we could get more income in. And that's when, I mean, we use the debt snowball method. And so that's when we were really able to make some good headway. It took us seven years to do it. Yeah. So like, yeah, that was going to be my question. Like, so you graduated from college, you have a lot of debt. Like at what point did you actually start paying off your debt? Like how many years out were you from college? It was about, oh, I was going to say, we didn't start until a couple of years later, Sam. Cause remember we didn't have any money at all. So the biggest thing we were doing for like the first couple of years of our marriage is just trying not to make more debt. That was the first battle. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we came out of college with no like financial plan. And we, we found Dave Ramsey on the radio randomly. And so we knew we needed to get out of debt. And honestly, it took me a while to comprehend and understand what the weight of my student loans actually was and the actual numbers because we graduated in 07 and then in 08 when all the financial stuff happened my loan servicer two of them went out of business and they sold all the debt to another loan servicer and they took my student loans and took a a lump amount split it up into 10 different loans with 10 different interest rates mm. so it just exploded in the wrong direction and so we I didn't mean, even... the payment for that was just that those few was like $2,000 a month just for that. Yeah. We didn't even get to my student loans until of that seven year process till the last three years. And like Jade said, that's when our business really started taking off. And, you know, you asked, well, you guys are musicians. You're not nine to five, whatever. You can make a good living as a musician and not be famous. 100%. A lot of people think it's either Britney Spears or broke. But there is a world in between. You can easily make six figures as a performer. The hard thing about being a musician that we realized, and Jade had a great vision, is that you're only as good as your last show. It's a very stressful job in the way that if you're sick, you can't work. Our main show that we do is a Whitney Houston tribute show. Jade does Whitney Houston and I do the music part. But it's like 
two weeks ago, we had a show. Jade, our kid brought home a cold and Jade lost her voice. And we had to cancel the show five minutes before we went on, which has never happened except two weeks ago. But the reality is there's nothing you can do. And as we got into it, Jade was like, we need to replicate ourselves, you know, and that's how the agency came into play. We can have a hundred musicians working and we can help them go work. You know what I mean? But the pressure of everything being on that one job of, you know, you're physically healthy and everything is in place that, that, that does become stressful. But when you expand and you start a business and other people can go work, the opportunity is much larger to have a steady income and not, not feel that, you know, is there another gig coming? Is there another gig coming is, you know, that is exhausting. You know, I do think though, the idea like of how we actually got out of debt though. I mean, I feel Mm -hmm. like that's something that anybody can do. Like it, you know, even if whether you start your own business or not, I feel like, you know, or whether you have a big income. Cause the fact is when we started our journey, we were at 30 K for the entire household, you know, a little under really, you know, and it wasn't a good place to stay and we didn't stay there, but we at least started recognizing the fact like, okay, like we have a problem here. Like it's not just a debt problem. Like it's an income problem too. And so recognizing that, like you said, Sam, that that's hard looking at yourself in the mirror and going like, man, I'm, I'm not winning right now (laughs) at all financially. And I think, you know, having the courage to say that to yourself and then go out and actually do the work that it takes to change that. Like we were saying for us, those first few years, Hey, we might, we may not have our income where we want it to be, but we can start with not creating any more debt. You know, we can, we can knock that out. Like we can succeed in that area. And then from there, like we said, like starting that debt snowball, you know, it does start small. I I remember some of the first things we paid off. I remember I had a Victoria's secret credit card and it had like $300 on it, really dumb. And we paid it off. Like, and it took like, we didn't, it wasn't something that was like, Oh, we can knock that out in one month. Like, I remember it took us like a couple of pay cycles to pay it off because we were trying to at first do a lot of things at one time. And it's like, let's pay a little to this one and a little to that one. But once we really were like, okay, that snowball, like, let's just focus on one. Then I feel like we were able to start moving a little bit faster in that way. And then like Sam said, really getting our income up, whether that was through the business and just, we did a lot of other outside work. I mean, the fact is we didn't have kids yet and we had a lot of time and optimizing your time and finding ways to make money with your time. I mean, you have to. I mean, yeah, we this were, was we were both... hustling hard. Yeah, I mean, we, and were we, were, we were doing things we love to do, but we were, we were hustling hard. I mean, we would be traveling, doing our business, come home from traveling, do another performance when we get home. I mean, just, we worked seven days a week for a hot minute. Oh yeah. I was te- teaching lessons. I hate teaching lessons, but I was teaching lessons. You guys know I have a whole cooking side of what I do. So I was baking as a business and I was selling cupcakes and cakes and things like that. Anything to make money, really any, I mean, we were selling stuff. I remember I just, we sold so much stuff. There was one point our condo, the townhouse that we were living in when we moved to Florida, it didn't have any furniture in it. Like we sold all of our furniture. And I remember some friends that we had at the time, we were supposed to go out to dinner and we're like, yeah, let's just meet at our house and we'll all drive together. And um, when they came to the house, I wasn't quite ready yet. So they came in and they were like looking around, they were like, where's all your stuff? And we were like, oh, we're like, we don't need a couch. We just sit on the stairs. And they were like, (laughs) they were like, 
we knew you guys were paying off debt, but we didn't know it was like this. And I'm like, oh, it's like that. We get a couch once we've hit this milestone. Like we knew what the milestones were. So yeah, we slept on an air mattress for five years. We sure did. It was the wow, Cadillac yeah. of all air mattresses. <laughs> no, air mattresses are pretty good these days. Yeah, the okay. new one. They make the them nice okay. now. Yes. No, they, come with like a cup, they sit cup high holder. off the floor. Yeah. They come with a cup, cup holder and, uh, yep. <laughs> and a pillow. We, yeah. we had no cup holder and no pillow. We didn't, have, we, we, didn't, we didn't upgrade to the cup holder, but look, it was to the point where I didn't even really know the difference. I was like, whatever, I'm comfortable at night. It's all, I feel like it's all your mindset and you can find your contentment because what you have for us, it was just like, hey, we're paying off this debt. So I'm grateful for the, to have the money to pay off this debt. Like you just have to find those places where you can be content. So you can just keep going, honestly. You know, I, I love, I love that, that you, you know, you guys are willing to do any, any and everything to just get this debt out of your lives. And that's what it really takes, right? When you, mm-hmm. cause putting your mind around $460,000 is like, it's mind blowing. Right. And so like, but it's possible. I think with your story, it's possible if you're willing to sacrifice. And that's what you guys did from getting the extra side hustles, the jobs, working seven days a week and making the sacrifice to sell furniture to, you know, and not, not being embarrassed. Right. Cause a lot of people feel funny, right. With, Oh, we have people coming over. They need to see that what we have, that we're living good. And you have to be able to kind of like make those sacrifices and not be so self, uh, what's conscious. the word conscious of mm-hmm. what other people are going to think about you. Cause I know even for us, like we sold things, we didn't live in the best apartment when we were paying off our debt, but that's what it takes. And so for a lot of couples, you know, it's not always easy because couples aren't always on the same page when it comes to, you know, their strategy with paying off debt. You know, were you guys always on the same page when it came to like, we're going to go, I always say this balls to the wall, but I say that too, too, Angie. So thank you. Like, and every time I say it, I'm like, should I be saying that? (laughs) Were you guys both on the same going balls to the wall? Balls to the wall. Weirdly enough, we were. Weirdly enough, we were. Like, that was never a point of contention. Like, it was like, like he said, we did hear Dave Ramsey, and that that got us start. Like, that's how we were like, okay, like. Here's the plan. It was the only financial plan I'd ever heard or ever heard of. So I was like, let's just do that. We followed the plan. Like my, it was never a thing of like, well, we don't want to do that part of it, or we don't want to do this. Like, I think that, and I can't speak for everybody, but I know for you and me, Sam, it is a big number. And I can't express to you, I'll, I'll let Sam say his thing, but the way that that feels mentally and like physically in your body to know that you owe almost a half a million dollars and you make not even $50,000 at the time, there is definitely something that is like, okay, I really like your focus level goes into a different mode. And I think we both felt so bottom of the barrel that there wasn't even, it's hard to explain. There wasn't even energy for not being on the same page. Like there literally wasn't any part of it that was like, we should do it like this. No, we should do the biggest interest first. No, we should who cares about the debt? But there was none of that. It literally was like, all right, here we go. Let's just do it. <laughs> I felt like, honestly, I, that kind of debt is rare, but it's not that rare with student loans. You can, you can easily find someone who's got 250 grand of student loans in, in a, just throw a dart and you'll hit someone with it. But I felt just the, the weight 
and shame. And there was no other choice. I mean, for both of us, it was like, we're in this together. Of course, I'm the one who brought this extra stupidity, but but you can't see it like that as a couple. Like, so you like really can't. yeah. So like who brought like what, how much debt did you have, Jade? And how much did you bring in, Sam? I had from student loans, I had thirty four thousand total. It was broken to two loans. One was a larger loan. And then one of them was a private loan it was like eight thousand. And the other debt besides that, I had a couple of store cards for like three and five hundred dollars. I didn't have a ton of debt. I mean, that is a lot of debt. And then I had a car that was like 15, which was actually, I will say it was our car because your name was on it too, Sam. We got it just before we got married. And so coming into the relationship, I had to pay for a car in cash. So we came from different families though, like the way we viewed debt and the way we viewed that. So I had kind of been scared a little bit out of having debt and having student loans. My dad works, worked in the college side of things. So he told me early on, like, don't get like, only take the student loans you need. You need to get a full scholarship. Like you're not going to be taking out a bunch of student loans. Like my dad kind of like got that into me early on. And so, and, but even still, I feel stupid about the student loans I had because I had a full ride scholarship and I literally took out student loans to live on. So how dumb was that? But yeah. Yeah. And I brought the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like I said earlier, my student loan started probably somewhere around 100, 120. I went to a private school for the first two years. And I, when I ended up moving to Nashville, that out of state tuition, I had out of state tuition that my scholarship was supposed to cover, but didn't cover, yada, yada. Anyways, but you know, that interest, once they split those loans up, that interest just took off running. And then, you know, all it takes is you defer your payment or you do forbearance for a year that happens in a blink. And then it's like 30 grand more. And then you're yeah, like, people oh, think crap. that's a good thing. I people can't think pay it's that, cool to you know, like for, forbear your loan. So I'll do, do uh, <laughs> another forbearance and then I'll do like a smaller payment, not the full monthly payment. And all it's doing is going up, 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 up. So yeah, we, we were, so on that, we were always on the same page of had a, had a, I mean, we were Sam, the process. What? We were on the same page about the process. But one thing that I will say is the point of contention that we did have wasn't about how to pay off the loans, whether to pay off the loans. The point of contention we had was actually really getting to the full amount of it. Because early on, like even within the first couple of years of us being married, it's like, you know, I log into my Nelnet or my Sally May and I pay my bill you know, using our money. And then he logs into his and he pays. So I never actually saw how much money his loans were. It was more just like, oh, and, and he never saw mine either. So it was more just like, hey, paying our bills, not really thinking about it. And then one day he said something about his forbearance or something like that. And it kind of just, I don't really remember exactly what prompted it, but I was like, hey, by the way, how much do you actually have? <laughs> and so once that conversation started, that's kind of where we would, get into misunderstandings and disagreements. I wouldn't even call them disagreements. It was more misunderstandings. That was the hardest part for sure. For me, I'll say like, just point to drop that bomb on somebody. Let me back up. When you're 18, first of all, you shouldn't be allowed to make that decision. And number two, if your parent is co-signing you on that decision, that's like dumb on top of dumb. And my mom, she's a great lady, but she didn't say no to me. She said, yeah, I'll put your name on this and I'll put my name on it. And, 
you know, because we were both on it, it took me a while to actually dig around and find out what I was signed up for. Yeah, because you were still quoting the initial tuition. You were like, like oh, initial, you know, from, from is that six years earlier. And the hardest part, I say this to everybody, for me, the hardest part of the whole process wasn't taking these chunks of money and throwing it on the debt. The hardest part was not blaming my mom, not blaming the university, not blaming everybody in the world, and not waiting for the government to come help me. The hardest part was just looking in the mirror and going, bro. How stupid of a mistake did you make? You've got to like own this and clean it up. And once I did that, and, and then telling Jade the full, like the full amount. And once I did that, it, I mean, it's freeing, you know, but hard, hard as heck. Yeah, I, I could definitely relate to that because I had, I actually, I had private loans with Sally Mae. And, you know, when you have private loans, it's based off your credit. So my student loans were 9%, 9.5%. I had some so of they, those too. So they were like crushing. And I did the same thing you did. I put it in forbearance for six months, six months here. And then, you know, my 80,000, you know, ballooned by another 10,000 over one year. And there's nothing mm-hmm. I could do about it. And they should let you know before you do like, hey, you do this for one year, it's 10,000. They want, they want you to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want it to balloon. Yep. Yeah. I think what your, your story, Sam, is common, right? Like so many of us go get into that mistake and, you know, of just getting more debt. Like RJ was saying, like it happens more often. Like you said, so many people are walking around with six figures of debt more and more. And it's a, it's a huge burden on a lot of people, you know, but one thing, you know, that I want to pull out something that you mentioned that you had to, it was hard. The hardest part was looking in the mirror and like saying that, okay, I got to I got to do something about this. I want to like dig into, you know, that conversation you had with your wife around just kind of being transparent about the total debt that you had, because I think for a lot of couples, they struggle with being vulnerable and being transparent with their finances. And they're not too sure about how that other person is going to react. And so can you just kind of help us understand like what that conversation was like? And and Jade, can you just share what your reaction was and, and why or why not you were able to kind of just go with it? Well, when I got to that point, you know, I can't remember exactly what led to that point, but it was a series of conversations for sure. It was a series of conversations, but you know, there was, there was definitely, you know, it was two-sided. Like on my side, I felt such shame and so bad. And then on Jade's side, which totally is understandable is like, how could you not tell me this? You know, it's kind of like, you've been keeping this over here. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a, a good day. Let's say that. I kind of felt like he was keeping the full number from me. And with this expectation that I was going to be mad about the number or that I wasn't going to support like, Hey, like we have to pay this debt off. When for me, the biggest thing was, Hey, I just want to get started. So if you can just tell me how much it is, then, then we know, and we can make a plan. Like, that's me. I'm like, I just want to make a plan. I just want to keep going. Like, let's go. The actual fact that he was in debt, I didn't care about that. I just want to know what it is so we can pay it off. And I, my biggest thing was don't lollygag about it. Tell me like, if it's 400, tell me it's 400. Don't tell me it's 380. Don't tell me it's 395. Like, like who cares at that point? Like, let's just know it so we can go on with it. And, um, for me, it's hard for me to like put it into words, but Sam tells me this to, to, to this day, like I'm optimistic sometimes to a fault. I'm just the type of person I'm like, God's going to work it out. We're going to do it. 
whatever. Like I, I'm not a worried person just by nature. And so it was almost like, I don't know, call it a little bit of like, I don't know, like ignorance is bliss type thing. But I kind of was like, okay, like we're just, we're just going to pay it off. Like we're just going to pay it off. Like I never stopped. and was like 460. How can we ever do it? Like I never had that moment. I just was like, we just got to go. Like I'm a, same that, thing with that, like during- that moment, that's where I lived every day was like, Oh my God. You know? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Hello on two different spectrums in terms oh, of two different, two different. And I think he would always be like, are you understanding like what this is? And I'm like, I understand it. Well, I don't even know if I understand it. And I mean, it was the same thing during the pandemic. Like our business is closing. Oh, Everything is like crumbling around us. And I'm just like, you know what? We can't focus on that. We just like, it's almost like Sam will say, Are, do you understand Jade what's taking place right now? And I'm like, you know, we just got to trust God. Like he's never let us down. And I'm like, I do get stressed, but I don't, I can't, I feel like if I get too stressed, I will really, really just get stressed. So I just can't even, I don't know. Sam tells me all the time. He's like, I need you to, I need you to understand what's happening. Yeah. 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 Our business last year went from thriving to I know, literally I, zero. I want to dig into that overnight. Too. I want to dig into that. So, so oh, before God. we go there, so, so yeah, Jay, so, so you're optimistic to a fault, which is not a bad a thing. Fault. That's really great. Like I think you balance each other out. Yeah, that's, you that's balance. That's the key to yeah. In, yeah, in marriage, the, key. the balance. Right. Yeah, for sure. Jade's, Jade's glass half full and I work really hard to just get like the he water in the drop. glass. Like, <laughs> forget half empty. I'm like, Sam, get the water in the glass. Yeah. Then we can go. <laughs> This is this is true on both sides for I sure. I love it. I love it. No, you're right, babe. You know, just being balanced with your partner because, like, we always say, where where another ends, the other begins, right? And that's yep. so important. And like, you you play to your strengths, right? In your in your marriage, and you know, it sounds like that's what you guys were doing. And I love Jade, like your response to the four hundred and sixty thousand or four four hundred thousand dollars, I guess. Side is it is rare, right? For someone just to be like, you know, I just need to know so that we can create a plan. And and that's what I think we want couples to take out of it. That that it's possible as long as you create that plan and you work on that plan together. You have to view it as yours. Like I was I was just gonna say this is just me. This is just me. And I know we're in a new millennium or whatever. Like everybody views things differently now, and I can respect that. But if anybody asked me, Jade what is your take on like money and marriage? Mine is your debt is his debt. His debt is your debt. Your money is his money. His money is your money. That has been the way it has always been with us from day one. We might not have been aware of everything, but mentally that was where I was. I was like, well, how can it be my debt if I don't know how much it is? Like I need it. I'm going to treat it like mine. There's no way in the world. There is no way in the world I can be married to somebody and be like, well, you've got your debt and you're just going to be over there struggling while I'm debt free like that. There's just no part in my brain that can even comprehend or accept that. Uh, I mean, come on. Like, what am I going to do? I'm over here living this lavish lifestyle, you know, <laughs> and he's over here in, in poverty. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Beans and rice and filet mignon. Okay. Like, okay, I'll give you a bite yeah, of my steak. Sure, sure looks good over like, there. <laughs> sure, that looks tasty. Not. 
No, I, don't know. I, I will not. say, I will say <laughs> on the being the recipient of that, I have said this to Jade more times than I can count, which is we, our families are so different and I don't know if it's family upbringing or what, but to this day, watching her help carry this thing with me 50% and never once being like, you did this, da, 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 you know, to this day, I'm like, man, I can't even understand that level of team or selflessness or whatever. I, you know, I don't yeah. even think about it like that. I I'm telling you, Sam, it really just, I really don't even see it like that. I really just think that you would have done the same thing. And from the beginning, when we talked about our goals, they were our goals. And so it can't suddenly separate when it's time to reach the goals. You know what I'm right. saying? It can't yeah, suddenly separate and be like, well, yeah, but it's easy. It is easy to look at something like that and be like, bro, you messed up. You're on your own. You know? I mean, you did mess up. I mean, you, fight, but, I mean, but I'm saying it's sure. easy to, it's easy to, it's very easy to have a level Make someone of feel bad, or yeah. guilty yeah. or throw it in their face at the wrong time or anything. I like think that, that like, I think that's where that's, our upbringings do come back because I mean, you know, my upbringing, Sam, but I mean, at, when I grew up, money was a problem in the house. You know, my parents, I say it all the time. My, my parents had great jobs but somehow it was always paycheck to paycheck. Money was always a struggle. It was always a power struggle. I make this money. You make this money arguing over the budget, like too much of that. And I think that's probably where it stems from. Like when I say I can't even go like that in my mind, it's like, I can't, I can't because if I do, I'm going into a place that I'm like, come on, there's only negativity there and it only causes strife and issues. And so I think for me, Somewhere subconsciously, there's just a cap on that. I'm not going to get on somebody about money. I'm not going to judge them about money. I'm not going to control them about money. I'm not going to shame them about, certainly not going to shame them about money because I've seen that and it's not productive. Let me just put it like that. In marriage, it's, it's just not. No, totally agree. So, so Sam, why were you apprehensive to just disclose the full amount to Jade? What were those feelings like? Cause you know, I'm, I'm I, sure I was because I was ashamed. Like yeah. I'm not a dumb person, you know, at least I don't, I don't think I am. I, you know, extremely I, intelligent <laughs> and I, I'm not reckless when it comes to like, I agonize over buying a $30 t-shirt, you know, that's just, I've always been a saver. And then I, I wake up and you know, the hard part about student loans is here you are out here thinking you're doing good or you doing what your parents told you to do, go to college, you know? And, and then you, you're like, it's such a big weight and such a, like a, like a stupid thing. And I, I just felt such, I just felt so ashamed that why would I want to put this on somebody else? And because my mom was co-signed on this stuff, she was giving me all kinds of pressure which is a whole nother story. And yeah, I was just the word of shame. Yeah, absolutely can relate, you know, to that feeling of shame and, and failure. But, you know, you, you guys were able to overcome it. You, you were able to oh, come yeah. on the same page and it's definitely, you know, your story can help so many others. So question that I have is like, what advice would you give to couples who are trying to get control of their finances? I would say, and I've said this before, when I think a lot of times when people hear the amount of debt that we paid off, they think there's a gimmick there. They think that, oh, we must have inherited some money or maybe we're, you know, have these high power corporate jobs or something like that. And I just 
want to say to anybody who's struggling with any amount of debt, you can do it. You can do it. You have the resources to do it. And it might require you doing things you never thought you would do. It might require stretching yourself. It might require sacrifices you never thought you would make. But just remember, all of that is so temporary. In the moment, it feels like it's a long time. Seven years for us felt like a long time. But the fact is most people are able to get out of their debt within two and a half years. That's the stats. Like most people can do it if they buckle down and go, go for it. So this five and seven year stuff, that's actually not average. Like that's, that, that's way slower than average. So my thought is if we could do it and we could do it in seven years, you can do it. You need to just look at your problem and see, is it a debt problem? Is it an income problem? Is it both? And decide from there what you need to do. And the biggest factor is once you've determined, okay, what problem am I solving? Do I need to get my income up? Do I need to get debt-free? And combining those two and then get yourself on a budget so you can actually see how much money you have going towards it. Like our budget, we budget to this day. I'll never stop budgeting, you know? And I can see how much money is coming in. I can see how much money is going out. If there's ever something we're trying to save for, if there's ever something I can see, okay, like, we can get to this faster if we cut this out or we can get to this faster if we spend less here. It's the same thing paying off debt. You'll be surprised how much money you see going to other stuff that you didn't realize it when you start budgeting. So looking at your finances, finding out how much money you have, do you have an income problem? Finding out how much debt you have just so you can know that you need to pay it off. And three, start budgeting. That's simple as that. And you can do it. Yeah, I would also add to that if you're, you're married, like you asked, I mean, you have to both, I think finding a plan is a key. I mean, there's a lot of different plans out there, but finding a plan and saying, Hey, we're doing this plan. What you, you both agree on that. So that kind of the decisions are already made like, well, we're doing this plan and the plan says this. So let's do this instead of you have your opinion. She has her opinion. And then whose opinion are we doing? If you just do the plan, whatever the plan is, then you got the plan. There's, you know, but you both have to agree to do that. And then like Jade said, you know, if you're trying to pay off debt, Jade said, you might, I think you're going to have to do stuff you've never done or have ever been willing to do. And here's, in my opinion, the great thing about all of this is that if you have made the mistake of, well, let me back up. You also have to agree. You want to eliminate debt. Like a lot of people are fine with it. So you both would have to agree. We both see debt the same way. And that means your car and your credit card and all the stuff that people like normalize. Like if you want to be debt-free, you both have to agree. Like this is all debt. You know, this, my American Express card. Well, can we keep that? In my mind, you're either doing it or you're not. But I would say the great thing is if you push yourself and you hustle and you, and you do all this stuff to get out of debt, then it's done, right? You're probably never going to go back. And what you're left with is probably there's new great income because he had to get the income to pay off the debt and this whole like new perspective on how money works. And you will have accomplished this thing together that separates majority of couples. So then from there, it's like, man, if we could do this, the rest is, you know, you can do anything. And I think I just want to throw this in there because I would, I would hate to not mention this because I'm a believer that like motivation is mythological, like to say, oh, I'm just waiting for the right moment to get motivated. Like it may never happen. But I do think that 
sitting down with your spouse and really thinking about why is this necessary? You can't just go into it and go, we have debt, we have to pay it off because you will fizzle out, you will burn out. There's got to be a greater factor under there as to why is this important? And I know for Sam and I, it always came back to a feel we wanted to be free, not just financially free, yes, but we just wanted to feel free to live life on our terms, whether that was having children. We knew that if we had children, one day we wanted a certain type of life for them and a certain type of life for us with family. We knew that there were certain family patterns that we did not want to recreate. And just us agreeing on those, those whys early on, I think that is, if you want to talk about motivation, that's what keeps you going more so than anything else. So if you don't, I think having that why underneath there as the foundation to all of it is because you're not going to budget if there's no reason why you're not going to do those things. If there's really no reason why that you both feel very like convicted over. So I think that's also Sam, I would throw that in there as a, yeah, for sure. You, you got to have that. Why otherwise why sacrifice and why do yeah, all this why stuff? would you sacrifice? I mean, for, for what, like, there's plenty of times that I can think of where it would have been super like our very last debt. Let me tell you, this is my last little story. It would have been really easy to give up on that final debt. It was $80,000. It was the last loan, but the payment was so low. The payment was like, how much Sam? Cause it was like at that time it was like 250 bucks a month. Yeah. It was like 250 bucks a month. And most of us can swing that. Like most of us is like, okay, like I would rather not pay 250 a month, but in the grand scheme of things, it's like, who wants to sacrifice to pay off 80 grand when it's only a $250 payment? Plus we had come all that way. It would have been really easy to just chill out, but we had this project that we did. It was a big project and it was a lot of money. And we saved up that money and we called Sally Mae and said, we have this lump sum Will you actually, take it was, it wasn't Sally Mae. They don't do that. Well, it wasn't it Sally was Mae. It was, it was uh, another service. They're gone I don't now. remember the name of them, but we called them. We we're like, will you take this lump sum of money, you know, in cash if we pay it today? And long story short, they did, but it was like painful to give up that last sum of money to get free for, for 250, for $250 a month. You know what I'm saying? Like you just have to, but the why is what made us do it. We're like, we said we were going to do this. We said this was the reason, blah, blah, blah. So we did it, you know? And, um, yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember, uh, we got paid from that project and there was $99,000 in our business checking account. And I took a picture of it and then sent it right over to the student loans and it was gone. Mm, (laughs) Yes. So what was the first thing? (laughs) What was the first thing that you did when you actually paid off debt? How did you celebrate? We didn't do we went, much. We, 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 uh, no, we went Black Friday. Man, we went ham on Black Friday. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we spent so much money on Black Friday. I was like, oh God, we can't do this. We, we went did. Back, you went back into debt. <laughs> no, no, no. We, took, we, we went, went to the mall with like 5000 my bucks. sister and I, with yeah. me and Sam. And we were like, we told them, we were like, we're celebrating. I said, so y'all can either get on board or not. I was like, but y'all better get you some stuff. And we took your whole family out to cash. dinner. We, I forgot, Sam, we did do it up. We took everybody to dinner and I was like, we were like, get what you want on the menu. And I remember my dad was like, I can get whatever. He was like, I want the steak pasta with shrimp in it with extra steak and extra shrimp. I was like, 
go ahead, dad, like do, I love do your it. thing. I love it that you guys <laughs> like got, you know, you, you eliminated this huge, you know, debt and you were able to, you're now able to freely give, right. Give the mm-hmm. way that you want to. And I think that's such an amazing way to celebrate, mm-hmm. you know, you, uh, paying off $460,000 that you, <laughs> that we also you, bought a house. You shared you know. it with other people. That's amazing. Yeah. And you bought a house. Mm-hmm. So Amazing. So, no, guys, this has been a great episode. We love talking we to you guys. Good. Oh, good. <laughs> good. But this is a great story. Can we be friends? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, Jade and Sam, it's been great having you guys on. You guys have such an inspirational story. I mean, y'all just, we love just talking to you and just hearing more <laughs> about your journey as, you know, a married couple just conquering debt together. Like, so many couples are going to get a lot out of this episode. Absolutely. I hope so. I hope so. They will. So, so, so lastly, where can people find you? What's websites, social media? Let the people know. Yes. Yes, RJ. Okay, so you can find more about our story and how we paid off debt if you check us out on More Feastless Famine. You can find us on Instagram at More Feastless Famine. You can find us on YouTube, um, same handle, More Feastless Famine. And uh, all we talk about is how to get out of debt, how to get financially free, how to get closer to that healthy financial lifestyle that we are all seeking. So thank you. Thank Thank you so much, guys. And Sam, anything you wanted to add? No. Okay. I, think, I, think sure. I don't know if you want to plug anything like, you know, I mean, well, if, if there's a musician out there or somebody who's a performer who wants to work on in the cruise industry, we are on Instagram there. And that's uh, at Warshaw, W-A-R-S-H-A-W entertainment. Um, and then our website is Warshaw entertainment.com. And you can fill out an application and we review every application we get. Who knows? You know, somebody could be listening to this in six months from now working and, you're Being up. in their dream job. Awesome. Yep. Love it. Okay. It's been, pleasure. Yeah, it's this been, been amazing, guys. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you really showed through your stories. Teamwork makes the dream yes. work, right? And you're able oh, yeah. to your dreams together. Yeah. So thank you for sure. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram at Rich by Intention for money tips and inspiration. 